Welcome back, y'all, for episode five. There's nothing better, and I mean nothing better, than talking Syracuse football. It's an absolutely wonder of the world. We're on the up and up. We got some momentum after recruiting season, and I'm going to touch on that real quick. Um, if you look back and on some past episodes, I touched base on the 15 guys we got on the December signing day already. We'll touch quickly on the three signings we got um, on Wednesday. We'll talk a few minutes just about Syracuse football in general. But it's exciting stuff. It's been, you know, two and a half months since we played a game. It seems like forever. The offseason is absolutely terrible. You know, I think about the season every day. I, I think about the Western Michigan game every single moment because it's such an important game. You know, we're on the road game one. You know, something different. We don't do a lot. Should be a hostile environment. They'll be decent. We need to do better in non-conference. Three and one, four and zero is the goal. Um, it's huge, huge game. You know, we gotta still get through spring football, summer workouts, and everything. But one thing I'm enjoying a lot is the Q's Football Strength Twitter account. They seem to be more active actually this winter, and they've been doing better. But there's just more videos of them doing different stuff every day. Um, so if you're in the social media and on Twitter, it's actually kind of fun to see the players working out. They're, you know, they're working hard. Dino had a press conference the other day. Um, he called this the break class, and what he meant by the break class was, for the first time, this is his third year, obviously, for the first time in three years, we don't have to worry about playing all these freshmen and can maybe hopefully redshirt more. That doesn't mean Trill Williams and. You know, whoever's going to, you know, play from day one because they might. But the need for Syracuse football to play all these freshmen isn't imperative because of, you know, the depth we've had. And I've talked about that in past podcasts, and I'll talk about that as it gets closer to the season again. But um, he seems excited about it. I usually go off the 24-7 sports rankings, composite rankings. I think that's, they do a pretty good job there. Um, We ended up. Right now, the 49th ranked class in the country. Um, if you want to compare that to, say, 2013. In 2013, we were the 72nd ranked recruiting class in the country. So, obviously, we made some great strides the last couple of years. While the win-loss record really hasn't changed, you can tell we got a legit coach, staff. And to get kids to commit three, four years to Syracuse, New York, which is not, you know... It's whatever, but for kids from different parts of the country in the South and everything like that, it's a hard way to live. It really is because, you know, they're they're coming for school in a way, but they're coming to play football and live, and it's not the, the best place. The climate's obviously harsh, and um, we haven't won a lot, so it takes a lot to get these type of players to come to campus. And, you know, to finish, you know, according to 24-7 sports, ninth out of 14 teams in the ACC, where we usually average 13 or 14, is pretty impressive. I mean, we only signed 18 kids. So if we still have four scholarships left. So say we signed 22, we would, and say the average was a three-star, we'd move up to around the, pretty much the seventh spot in the ACC, which is impressive. Middle-of-the-pack ACC class for us, who's been at the bottom of the ACC 
since it, we've been in there for the past five years. Um, it's it's really really impressive. Um, what we're what we're needing this year, and what I've been stressing is this: as bowl games, we need to make a bowl game. We gotta win six games. We gotta show we're on the up and up. And I I think we can have a little even more of an uptick in uh, recruiting. You know, maybe dive into the forties, late thirties. I mean, I'm not gonna get too overzealous here. The the recruiting class is great, and we have we're still a young young team. Um, so the future is bright for the next couple of years. And with Dino on board, and um, I'm really enjoying. Uh, what I'm seeing from the recruiting, and I just gotta, you know, besides those upsets we've been having, you gotta put it together. You gotta stay healthy. We have more depth this year, but yeah, you gotta get the six wins. I, I don't anything less than six wins is a failure in my opinion. I don't care if we, you know, we beat Clemson, Death Valley, and beat Notre Dame and Yankee Stadium. If you still don't get to six wins, it's not doing us any good. So we really gotta get the six this year. Uh, I'm gonna touch quickly on the three recruits we got. Akeem Dixon, another three-star running back. Uh, looks like a big kid. Uh, Pounder can get inside the tackles. Um, another kid I like. We're upgrading our running back talent. I think Dante Strickland as a senior will get all the chances in the world to be a starter. Um, I think he will be the starter to start the season, probably. He's a great blocker. It's good to have a senior running back. You know, he's had some good games. Hopefully he can put it all together. But we're bringing in impressive recruiting freshmen, running backs that hopefully are the future, and we can find somebody. Because once we get that offense to be able to run the ball better, um, obviously we're going to have an uptick in scoring. We're going to be able to move the ball better, get more first downs, keep our defense more rested. That's all going to translate into more wins. Um Everyone's forgetting, too, that we're bringing in like a new recruit this year, which is Aaron Roberts, who was our best offensive lineman two years ago. Missed last season with a knee injury and is coming back again. Um, obviously, for uh, senior season, junior redshirt season, so we actually have two years left um, to play and obviously start. And I expect him to be our best offensive lineman again. So that's like getting a whole new recruit. So that's going to help the run game. Um like Mackenzie Pierre, you know, you're going to be a sophomore this year. Interest to see him in spring ball, summer. He'll have a chance to be the backup running back. I don't know if he'll be the starter over Strick, but they're bringing in competition. So what I like about Dino is he's pushing these guys. Either you step up your sophomore year or you get passed over, you get recruited over, you go somewhere else. He's not shy about sending players other places and saying you're not going to play you should probably move on, which is what we need. We're a Power 5 school in the Atlantic Division, which is the best conference in you know, football, in my opinion. That's what we need to do. We got Caleb um, Okanija. I mean, I struggle with saying his last name. Not going to be, be honest with you here. Um, what a great pickup. Beat out Texas and Oklahoma for him. The end, which is obviously always imperative, especially in the defense that we run. In the Tampa 2, we got to get pressure on the QB. Big kid, Under Armour All-American, which for me to say out loud is, you know, I got to pinch myself. But like you said, it, he said today, I read an article, it was extremely hard to pick Syracuse. And I take that as a compliment, okay? When you go to Texas, if you go to Arkansas on recruiting visits, A, the weather's better. B, 
the facilities are better overall. We have a nice indoor facility, but it's still Arkansas and Texas. Well, he also says academics are important. Syracuse, you know, on par with Texas, Arkansas is behind there. But um, for him to come here, and I know he wants early playing time too, which he could get, but we're young on the defensive end. He's going to have to go out and beat the Josh Blacks of the world. And it's not going to be easy. But once again, competition breeds success. We need our backups and our our third stringers to push these guys. That's what we want. And that's what we're finally going to have in the next year or two. Okay. Um, And then we got JVN Howard, who's another three-star. We beat out Ole Miss and Mississippi State for him. Another highly rated three-star running back. Was rated four stars by one service. The kid I'm pretty bullish on. I think he could see immediate playing time. Um, we'll see, you know, you never know running backs are a diamond dozen. We do have to find someone that can run the ball consistently over and over again. I think that'll be Dante this year because we, we did bring in, which flash news alert, siren, siren alarm, hit everything, you know, go crazy, believe, you know, we brought in Abdul Adams, four star running back. From Oklahoma, that got some touches at Oklahoma last year. And Tristan Jackson, four-star wide receiver from Michigan State. So those two scholarships will count um, towards this class. So they used up two, but, God, those are well worth it for scholarships. I, You know, I'll read in between the lines for the transfer rule. I don't think it's going to overturn this year, so it's not going to matter for those two at least. They'll play next year, but they're already on campus, which is exciting. They're going to be absolute studs in this offense. I'm telling you, that 2019 team, oh my goodness, it's going to be exciting. But we still got to get to six in 2018. But those guys will be there in practice getting the team better. Um, If you want to, and I did the numbers and read some different stuff, if, say, they don't put transfers into the composite ranking, but if you did put these transfers into our ranking, we'd be somewhere in the late 20s. With where they were rated out of high school. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Okay, so don't forget about those two um, that are going to play huge parts in the success of Syracuse football in the future. Um, absolutely love it. We're just keep bringing in guys. So, you know, we got three or four scholarships left. Um, Jahar Jordan in Arizona waiting for, um, for academic issues. We'll see if he comes. Fitzroy, um, defensive end from Florida. You know, looks like a freak. He's got academic issues. We'll see if he comes in end of May and June. Those scholarships are saved depending on what happens. You know, Dino's going to bring in another Juco. Waiting on Dwayne Johnson, too. Um, High three-star cornerback. You know, he's going to bring in a transfer. Um, We'll see, but I like how the team's shaping up. We'll talk about that more as news breaks. We'll talk podcasts, man. I'll bring it back. I'll get in the studio, and I'll grind it out here. Um, so I'm excited, pumped. Um, you know, there's not really too much more to say other than we have, let me look it up here. We are 203 days away from Western Michigan game. You know, it's going to come quick. And what a game it's going to be, man. If you can be there in person, you know, get there, save your pennies. You got a lot of time to plan. Such an important game in the 2018 season. We start off right away. You know, we're not starting with an FCS team. 
We're going right in, playing in a pretty good max school that's had success against a former coach at Syracuse, Tim Lester. So that's kind of going to sum up what I'm talking about today. Just an exciting day. We're having better recruiting. Syracuse is, you know, is on the way up, man. I just can't wait for that moment. I can't wait for that moment to win six games next year. You got no idea. Well, you might know if you listen or if you know me, but my shout-out to my people in Brooklyn if you're listening or all the people that have been listening. We've been over 40 listens for the last episode. I appreciate it. Like I said before, the blood, sweat, and tears for me are drained in this podcast, and we're going to keep believing, everybody. We're not going to stop. So on that note, y'all, hope everyone has a good weekend. You wear your heart on your sleeve, and you believe that one day our moment's going to happen. Got that commercial going. It's going to be away, and here we go.